You're listening to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club podcast, where we read them so you don't have to. Like the show? Become a patron at patreon.com forward slash nygbc. You should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the can eat more. getting this book on UFOs. Did you know they're real? But there's a huge comic conspiracy to cover it up. Oh, that's just a paranoid fantasy. I want to be a book that you can pick me up, flip through my pages, make sure nobody drew wieners in me. Welcome to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club Podcast, where we read them so you don't have to. Because we weren't able to go to the fire Festival, so we're stuck trying to recreate the fun on our own. My name is Kevin, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Benedict, the man who is too school for cool. Benedict! That is the most accurate thing you've ever said about me. It's just a line I, I writ from a Pink song. Okay. Uh, what documentary subject do you have zero interest in? I mean, you know, we got all the the Netflix big documentaries. They have like the Tiger King and all. You know, yeah. all, it's, it's a big thing. People have gotten way more into documentaries, I think, since COVID started because That's we true. watched everything else there is to watch. Yeah. But there there are genres, there are subgenres within documentaries. Mm. What's one that you just uh, you see it and you go, nah, not for me. Honestly, it's, for me, most documentaries are like that. I'm not a big, really, not a big documentary guy. Yeah, I just, eh. it's not, not. I, I, I prefer, I prefer reading. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if I, if I'm gonna Unless do that, I make you yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I'm gonna do that, I would rather read. Like, if I'm gonna get into a dry subject, because then I can, like, I can take notes. I can, like, look stuff up in the, you know, I don't have to keep pausing the video. See, but here's like, I do that when I'm watching a documentary. Yeah, though I, I just, have my phone and I am googling stuff as no, it goes. I, because then I miss stuff and I, like, I'm like, oh, we have to rewind it. Or like, I don't like to uh, keep pausing stuff because it, it takes away from right. the artistic integrity. You live with someone. Yeah, that's. <laughs> you're married to yeah. and who you you would be putting through so much hell exactly if, if i can do like, like if i if i do if i read you get stuff, divorced well yeah <laughs> if i read stuff it's fine but if i yeah because i can do that's a very private activity i can't just put something on the tv that's like a t- like a boring uh, documentary so like the time we watched Dinesh D'Souza's documentary yeah, at your house yeah and she went into the other literally room. had to like leave the room <laughs> I think she she stuck with it for like an hour and was she just did. well. I, was, I think it, also it like was intolerable. Well, it is, but also like it's tolerable for us because we know mm-hmm. like the code words in the background and like what he's yeah. saying, and it's like he's playing the hits, so we're like, oh, yeah. he's gonna start saying the thing. Um, yes, yes. But then, then whenever someone who doesn't know all that stuff is watching it, it's just like, oh no, this is. <laughs> It's just bad. Like it's not even like enjoyably bad. It's just it's just bad. So yeah. I, the short answer is, if it's you know, I I will watch political documentaries occasionally. I I don't have. I, I guess I watch Tiger King, which is again like I. The more like reality TV it is, honestly, the more likely I am to watch it. 
Okay. Um, yeah, like because so, you're basic. Essentially, well, you're down at the core, you're basic. Uh, at the core, my favorite shows are Ninety Day Fiance and Married at First Sight. So <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Let's let's that's be so honest horrible. with ourselves about who we are. So. Oh, I hate that kind of stuff. I know you do. Okay, what's your what's your hated? For me, uh, I, I I love documentaries. I watch a lot of them, and uh, like I said last week, you know, take them with a grain of salt because they're entertainment and they're not meant to be a hundred percent accurate. Although there are some very good ones out there. Uh, but the, the ones that I always pass right over and I go, not nah, for me, anything about, like, drugs. You mm. know, Pablo Escobar and, like, the cocaine cowboys and all that stuff. I'm just like, uh, it yeah, doesn't interest me. For me, honestly, actually, you're right. It's the pharma stuff that I just, I can't get into. I'm like, yeah, that's fucked up and awful. I kind of knew that already. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Just not interested. Anyways, Benedict, uh, you probably know, mm. but the listeners may not what exactly it is that we do here on this program. And to them, I would say that this is the show where we dig down deep, some might say deep, 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 Mm. into the laundry basket of political philosophy, seeking the last, final, wearable, unmildewed pair of dirty socks of right-wing thought. That's what we are searching for on this program. (laughs) Yep, yep, just something that came out of my own personal life today that made me come up with it never mind we're gonna move on benedict do you have a hot take for us this week (laughs) i do uh it's uh, as you know we're pre-recording a lot of these because i'm traveling and uh pcr tests now are fine they are absolutely fine yeah they literally uh barely like it's like uh i know one is not supposed to do this but everyone does it like it's like cleaning your ears with a q-tip like mm. you're not supposed I, to. Do... I, yeah, I, I obsess over clean ears. I clean my ears. Yeah, with Q-tip. you're not supposed every, to. Every day, every Q- day. Q-tips are yeah, not for wrong. that. I think they say on the packet, please don't, don't care. use. It. Yeah, okay. I'll go deaf. I don't care. Yeah, I, I want my ears clean. Well, it's I want more my ears just clean. that it packs all the wax down into like what. Like, mm, I think makes... they're lying. Well, okay, fine. It's lawyers. Lawyers are the problem because they have to say <laughs> it in case someone like pokes themselves in the brain. But yeah, anyway, like that. it was no worse than that. Like, it's the, it was the same feeling. Like, apparently the technology has improved a lot, which I didn't know. So this was my first COVID test because I'm irresponsible as a human. Mm. Also, you I know have... what? I'll tell you, I, I have never gotten a COVID yeah. test. Well, there you because go. for the, the entirety of the pandemic, I have just stayed away from people. Yeah, I'm a well-behaved person who follows the yeah. rules. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm a dissident and a free thinker. <laughs> You're subversive. Yeah, exactly. Um so yeah, I mean it's fine. I like really everyone should go get tested as often as they, like if you if your insurance covers it, which I think it does for everyone, and it's easy and convenient for you to get tested, you should just do it because that's the easiest way actually for the to stop the spread. Yep, I mean I I had a bunch you know because I was in law school for you know a lot of the pandemic. Um, Pandemic. There was a lot of opportunities to go to campus, and they're like, you got to get tested if you're going to come to campus. I'm like, no, I guess I won't then. <laughs> I'll just stay home. That's I'll fine. Just stay home. I don't need yeah, to go. I don't need. I don't need to go for this little mixer thing that yeah. doesn't need to happen in the first place. Yeah, yeah, fun. Good to know that it's it's not that bad. Yeah, it's fine. You should do that. Anyway, what's what's your hot take? My hot take this week, Benedict. Uh, it sucks when you find out someone whose work you enjoy totally sucks. That's true, um, but you've done this before. And you yell at me. You yell at me every time I recycle a hot take. This is a recycled hot take. Uh, no, no, I've I've done things similar, but uh, I've never. No, you you have. General, you did that one. Uh, The the guy that did like the dirty jobs one or whatever it's called. Yeah, I said said something different about it. Mm. I think I was disappointed. But anyways, I have a different person to be disappointed in this time. 
Well, you know, like Eric Clapton. We all knew he oh, was yeah. weird. He, I you know, his it, obsession with George Harrison's wife. Weird, or Was it McCartney's wife or Harrison's I wife he Harrison's. was obsessed with? I don't remember <laughs> which one. Um, and yeah, and, and all the weirdness with everything that's ever happened in his life. And then he turns out to be a, you know, right-wing anti-COVID guy. And like, I think one or two of the members of the who are right-wing pro Brexit douchebags now, even though, I mean, they, know. they toured with a union Jack on their drums. So I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> okay. But the music was rebellious and it's like, yeah, they suck. Well, so, but not, Bre- not Brexit, all Brexit is the new counterculture. Hey, as hey, you know, Keith Moon, Keith Moon, we know <laughs> was not, is not pro-brexit keith moon would never <laughs> wait didn't keith moon just wander he's off dead. Well, he's dead he's d- dead do we yeah. know that or did he just wander off and disappear well, who know? Ooh, we got a new elvis conspiracy yeah uh but benedict i uh you you know that i'm a fan of saltwater fish tanks right yes uh, you saw Absolutely. my old tank back when i I, I really i really thought this was going to be about the offspring drummer who they kicked out no. of the band because he was anti-covid no. i was really hoping do you that... think i'm that big of a fan of the offspring i yes also the lead singer of the offspring has has like a phd in molecular biology yeah, it's it's always funny so, when you come across yeah. someone who has like that. Like, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of uh, comedians who are like ex lawyers. Yeah, but um, can you can you imagine being the drummer and being like, I think I know better than the guy <laughs> who has the yeah, PhD yeah. in molecular biology. I think I've got it's the like, upper dude, hand. You're, here. you're the drummer for the Offspring. Yeah. You're replaceable. You're the definition of replaceable. <laughs> um, but there's this show on Animal Planet that ran for like seven or eight seasons called Tanked. Okay. Um, really cool show where they're just building fish tanks and it's like. You know, uh, like everything that happens on the show is like them acting up to create drama and like it's all fake. But the tanks that they create are really freaking cool. And so that's why I watched the show. Um, And I was watching a little bit of it the other day. And uh, then I was like, "Uh, I wonder what these guys are doing now. I went and found them on uh, Twitter. And it turns out that one of them is just a total right wing douchebag. Trump. COVID is a hoax. And I was it actually made it. So I just I was like. I can't watch this show anymore. Like, uh, all I can think about is that guy sucks yep. now. And I just can't enjoy this can't because I keep thinking the about from the, the horrible tweets I saw him doing mm. about how the election was stolen and Good all this stuff. shit. It was, it was bad. <laughs> anyway, here's a fish tank. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Benedict on to housekeeping a little week, uh, a little bit this week. Um, rate and review us on iTunes. Of course, remember to do that. And I, I Benedict, I tricked you last week. Mm. I'm not going to do it this week. I'm yes, not, you are. I'm not going to do it. No, you're not, I'm not going to do it. You're not going to trick I'm me. Not, you're just going to go straight into things. It's just, not a trick. Look, yeah. You've been mad at me for how long these episodes are going. Yeah. We're skipping right past okay, it. Fine. I promise you. Give us five Follow stars. Follow us on the social medias. Yes. Leave us five stars on iTunes. Follow us on social medias. And with that out of the way, you thought I was going to do it. I did. We'd return to our review of Glenn Beck's insane <laughs> screed about George Soros, the puppet master. <laughs> Glenn Beck, who got in touch this week because we didn't have enough stars on iTunes. (laughs) I'm not doing it, but no, you did it now. You did it this time. Mine was better. (laughs) But better than it. So today, what we have, we have three videos. Uh, One of them is about uh, six minutes long. The other is about uh, eight minutes long. And one is three minutes long. All right, let's go. the three minutes long one I have, you have pulled up, so you'll be able to watch it when we get there. I hope he does a little dance. So, Benedict, we will start off. This is uh, the third segment of the day of day two of Glenn Beck's attacks on George Soros. Let's just get right into it. 
We're talking about the plan for control that George Soros That's uses a long to take cord. control of governments. The first one was form a shadow government, uh, government using humanitarian. By the way, by by this time, Glenn is starting to lose it, okay. and I don't mean like he's going insane. I mean. At this point in the show, after a day and a half of doing this, he is stumbling over his words more. He appears to be tired. He mm. is just, he doesn't have what he had on the first day where he was Energy. much calmer. Yeah, he just, he's lost. It. He, it, it, he's got to me in as soon as we get past the first hour of these episodes. <laughs> exactly. He's reached that stage. He's gone off the <laughs> cliff's edge. Terrian aid is a cover. In George Soros's words, subversive activities. By the way, here's Sojourners. Here's a here's a letter a friend of mine gave me today. This is me on the cover. Glenn Beck doesn't like us. We must be doing something right. It's a fundraising letter for this guy. Number two, control the airwaves. Is he doing that? No, uh, you yeah, are literally you are literally <laughs> on the airwaves attacking him. No, he is not controlling the airwaves. You dumb motherfucker! Oh my By the god! Way, that, it just occurred to me that uh, what he just said about that fundraising letter—that's exactly the same as what he did with all those blurbs on the back of the book we read, on the back of arguing with socialists. Oh yeah, and also like what people all, talking shit about all him. Republicans do always. Yeah. These it. people are against me, so I must be right. Yeah, right. It's de it's not defining yourself by your enemies. It's more like um, I don't know. It's this weird thing where you try and prove you're correct because you your enemies because these are your enemies. I don't know. It's a weird I think thing. It doesn't that make is any defining yourself by your enemies. I think that's exactly what that mm, is. I don't know because it's not defined. I don't know. It's a weird thing. It doesn't really matter. Let's keep going. Yes. Number three: destabilize the state and weaken the government and build an anti-government sentiment. Okay, so is he doing this? Well, again, we go back to his organization, his humanitarian organization, heavily funds the Tides Foundation. All right, Benedict. Now we get to get into what I spent four hours doing yesterday. So I spent about four hours from the time I texted you about mm -hmm. timing for recording today until uh, almost midnight yesterday, researching for today's episode because I got a wild hair up my ass and I could not stop. I pulled up all of the 990s, which I've discussed before, are the IRS paperwork that nonprofit organizations have to file with the IRS. Mm -hmm. And it shows, you know, all their financial information and it lists every single grant that they make to every organization they've given money to. It has okay. a list of all of them. It has what the purpose of the grant was for. And so I, I pulled up not only the 990s for the Open Society Foundation, I pulled them up for some of the organizations that Glenn is about to discuss. And so Benedict, he said there, you heard, that he heavily funds the Tides Foundation. Just, I want to get an inkling from you. What do you think it means to heavily fund the t an organization? I what, would what, say... What, what, uh, percentage to, to or I, a I, number? I, I would say... Amount of dollars? Okay, shut up. I would say to contribute a plurality of the funding. So, plurality of the funding. Yeah, okay. so I would say maybe not a majority, but be the biggest funder of said organization. Okay. Well, Ben, I, I didn't go all the way back to the beginning of the Open Society Foundation because it was founded in the 70s and I would have had to spend an entire week looking into it. I went back as far as 2006. Okay. Because, and I went from 2006 to 2010 because obviously this is Glenn when, Beck yeah. put this out in 2010. It doesn't make sense to me to look any farther past that and it doesn't really matter for what he's saying on this program. Okay. So I went back to 2006. Benedict, in 2006, the George Soros 
uh, Open Society Institute gave the Tides Foundation about $1.1 million total okay. in a variety of different grants for different purposes. In 2007, he gave about $1.6 million. In 2008, uh, I will say, I screwed up my math, and I had it all fucked up, um, and by the time I realized my fuck-up, I didn't want to go back and recount everything, and I was you know, actually adding and trying to get as accurate as possible, so I wrote down 2.5-ish million. Okay. And, and just didn't continue with my math from there. In 2009, he gave the Tides Foundation $640,000. Oh, what did they do? In 2000, wow. In really 2010, fell out favor. In 2010, he gave $24,000. Okay, wow. Really? It's so Benedict, does that sound to you like he heavily funds the Tides Foundation? Well, do you... Uh, so, que- follow-up questions, because... Mm-hmm. Context, I, trust me, I know what you're going to ask, context, and I have the answers. Context is important. <laughs> so two follow-up questions. Take them in uh-huh. whichever order you wish. Yes. Uh, first, how much did the Tides Foundation receive in donations overall? Second, mm-hmm. how much money did George Soros Open Society Foundation contribute to all organizations in each of those? Okay. Days? Good. Good questions. Good questions. So um, I didn't write down the Tides Foundation's total revenue every year, plainly just because I was running out of room on my yellow (laughs) legal pad I was writing on. Uh, So I wrote down the numbers for 2010. Okay. And in 2010, Benedict, the Tides Foundation had a total revenue of $132 million. Mm. So less than 1% even in years And net assets of $153 million. Wow. Uh, for 2000, and I did work out the math for the percentages of how much of the Tides Foundation revenue that George Soros provided. For 2006, it was 1.4% mm. of Tides Foundation's revenue. In 2007, he gave 1.3%. Uh, I don't have 08 because that's the one where I screwed up my math. I was like, I'm not going back and taking the time to do it again. Okay. Uh, but probably, you know, between 1% and 2%. For 2009, he gave 0.5% of mm-hmm. their revenue. And for 2010, he gave a whopping 0. 0.0 0.018% of the Tides Foundation's right. total so, revenue. So not much, then. No, not much. Not much. Uh, and uh, as far as I don't have it pulled in front of me, uh, what the uh, uh, Open Society Institute gives out every year, I didn't look that up. But uh, trust me, this is completely insignificant compared to the amount of... It gives out hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. every year. So hundreds less, of millions. Less than 1% of... Yes, yes, less than 1% of the total. So that is what Glenn describes as heavily funding and what he's using to create this implication that George Soros controls the Tides Foundation. That is pathetic. It's absolutely fucking pathetic on every single level. It's astounding. It's absolutely astounding, the leap he's making there. And I, I just... That's why I got so deep into this. I, I looked up the numbers for one year. I'm like, no, it can't be this bad. Yeah. It can't. He can't be bullshitting this much. Oh, he and can. I just had to get deeper. He can. It's astonishing. Yeah. And he's going to continue. He's going to keep Let's doing do the it. same kind of stuff. The Tides Foundation, $4.2 million. They're the ones that... So that's the number he cites for the total amount that Soros gave to uh, the Tides Foundation. I think his numbers are off. I don't know what years he was looking at in between, but obviously I found more than just 4.2 uh, going back to 06 based on, you know, just me. Well, I mean, right the, the reporting, like if he did this in 2010, they might not even have released the 2009 and 2010 ones yet because it's based on True. the tax year, right? So. True. And I don't, it's possible he didn't give any money in 2005 or before that. Yeah. So... Fine, but based on the amount of bullshitting he's done so far, I'm just going to say probably bullshit. Okay. 
that funded the anti-capitalist story of stuff indoctrination videos that we have told you that helps kids resent the government that supports a free market system. <laughs> so Benedict, are you familiar with the story of stuff at all? No, but I would just say it's very funny that Glenn Beck is mad at someone for making people resent the government. <laughs> Right? Isn't that a little bit astonishing? Yeah. Uh, the story of stuff. Uh, this was uh, funded by the Tides Foundation. Uh, it was a short video. It's about 21 minutes. I actually watched the entire thing. Uh, it's a decent sit down watch. Uh, it's by Annie Leonard, who uh, I don't know if she's currently is, but she was in the past uh, the executor, uh, executive of uh, Greenpeace. Mm. Um, and it's a video that actually makes a pretty good argument uh, and explains how the uh, how consumerism works and the life cycle of material goods and how okay. sustainability is and uh, talks about externalized costs, which is something Glenn Beck would very much not like to ever have to address because it's a very difficult issue for laissez-faire capitalists yeah. uh, to have to even think about because it destroys everything they believe. Um, it's an interesting video. I think she's a little bit exaggerating on some mm -hmm. points um, and she's it obviously has a political bent to it. Um, and uh, what Glenn is so upset about is apparently it was shown in some elementary schools. Oh, um, no. Think of I the know. children. It's always think of the children. Think of the children. Uh, based on the YouTube video that the Story of Stuff official account posted on their YouTube page, uh, it had a total of 7.4 million views yesterday when I watched it. It was posted, again, back in 20, 2009, 2010, uh, so I think it's possible he's overblowing something here again. Who yep. would suspect such a thing could happen? From so. Glenethy Beck. Wow. Yes. Who would who would imagine? Tides itself takes some of its money and then sends it on to places like the Apollo Alliance, the home of Van Jones. They're the ones that oh also crafted God. the Stop stimulus about bill. Van Jones, you know. for so Benedict, we talked about the Apollo Alliance again. So I have to get into it again. Benedict, again, I pulled to. up. You don't have to. You really I pulled up the 990s for the Open Society Institute. I went back to 2006. Benedict, how much money would you guess that the Open Society Institute gave to the Apollo Alliance in 2006? Well, to be fair, he said that the Tides Foundation gave the money to the Apollo Alliance. That, I don't believe, is what he said. I run the tape. Oh, we're on the tape. We're on the tape. Let's see. It's a free market system. Tides itself takes some of its money and then sends it on to places like the Apollo Alliance. Damn it, you bastard. <laughs> well, the point was, at previous points in the uh, the thing, he has intimated he that has, the Open yeah. Society Institute has funded the Apollo I'm, Alliance. I'm just trying to prove I'm listening. Right. I was, I was going back to the very first video where he sure. talked about George Soros funding, blah, blah, blah. Uh, in 2006, George Soros' Open Society Institute gave the Apollo Alliance zero dollars and zero cents. Uh -huh. In 2007, it gave zero dollars and zero cents. Mm -hmm. In 2008, it gave zero dollars and zero cents. Bennett, do you want to guess how much was given in 2009? Ten dollars and zero cents. Zero dollars and zero cents. Yeah, yeah, On the other hand, Bennett, do you want to know how much that the Open Society Institute gave the Cato Institute in 2008? Oh, wow. uh, yeah, I do. Eighty-seven thousand oh, wow, dollars in two thousand eight for two different initiatives. Well, uh, it's because they're hiding the funding through by funneling it through the tides. I, I'm sure. I'm sure that's what's happening. Uh, they were related to a real ID pro, um, initiative and a civil liberties thing that the Cato Institute was doing. Cato, for all their faults, and they have many, um, their stupid libertarianism does lead them to the right conclusion at times. Yeah. And so I would suspect it was one of those situations like, where it's do, like do less war. Yeah, they're they're like, doing a good cause so why not yeah. Uh, but yeah I, I found that to be quite funny Hello alliance the home of van jones they're the ones that also crafted the stimulus bill you know nope. for the little guy 
like Andy said. Also, yes, once again, uh, they did not craft the stimulus bill. Uh, they were happy about it. That's yeah. about the extent of it, and they lobbied for it. Mm-hmm. So great. Great. Stern, I think we all know how everyone feels about the stimulus bill. Yeah, it wasn't big Hello. enough. Yeah, yeah, basically. Also, OSI decides that uh, they're going to fund a place called the Center for American Progress. You know that one. That's a uh, progressive think tank that churn out big government ideas and who get many of their ideas from another group OSI funds, the IPS. This I mean, the his, his argument here, studies. right, is literally just that, like, liberal thought shouldn't Why exist. are progressives supporting progressives? Yeah. It must be evil. Yeah, it's, it's odd. Like, it's well, just like progressive thought <laughs> should not exist. Well, and the Center for American Progress, right, that's the John Podesta think tank. Uh, that we're all familiar with from all the WikiLeaks and stuff like that. The IPS, that's the Institute for Policy Studies. Um, actually, an interesting organization. It's sort of like uh, it's a policy study institute for the little people uh, is how they frame themselves. They, they look at things. It's very uh, progressive and socialist-leaning, certainly. Um, mm-hmm. It was actually founded by Jamie Raskin's father in 1963. Oh, I found that very interesting. It's founded before the Open Society Institute ever was even created. Uh, so there's, there's a thing right there. Uh, and they called it a think tank for the powerless. Benedict, how much money do you think George Soros gave the IPS in 2007? Oof, uh, zero dollars and zero cents. Three hundred dollars. How much do you think he gave in 2008? Uh, Fifteen hundred dollars. Six hundred dollars. How much okay. do you think he gave in 2009? $2,500. Zero dollars, Benedict. Zero dollars. That's what we're talking about. And again, there may be money coming from the Tides Institute, but that would be a chain of bullshit, as Glenn is claiming this is all George Soros, and we have pretty conclusively proven that the Tide Institute is not controlled by George Soros. I also looked into the Tide Institute more. Uh, it was founded by another group of people. Um, it was founded by, like, the one of the people who found it was the heir to the... Um, uh, uh, Reynolds Tobacco Fortune. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. It, but it is a it is a progressive organization, and it was like, so, you know, the lady wasn't pro to She did die of lung cancer, which was strange. Um, but I, it was back in the day when, like, nobody... Well, some people knew tobacco was bad. I don't know, but she was supporting very progressive causes with her money, uh, and there were other people involved as well. It doesn't really matter. But this gets fun with the IPS. Uh, mm-hmm. Glenn Beck uh, is stupid. Yep. You know what they've just come out with? This is great. They've just come out with uh, a couple of things. First, President Obama needs to bypass Congress and issue more executive orders now that the election is over. And they- so that was vague. I couldn't look into it and figure out what exactly he was talking about because you know they were they were probably talking about a discrete issue and said President Obama should do an executive order on X. Uh, but he did not give enough information for me there to figure that out. Now he's going to talk about something different, but he's sort of. Uh, if you didn't know, he's insinuating that the two are related or the same. Oh, yeah. I mean, classic. And they've come out with this exciting new report that says, quote, outside pressure, inside strategy. Wow. So what he's got fine. there, he's actually got a paper copy of this report. We're going to talk about it in a little bit. Uh, but yes, the first page of the report is a graphic that says outside. That's it. That's the only word on it. And the second page is another graphic that says inside. And that's all. And Benedict, that turns into the single greatest moment of this entire series that we're ever going to. I'm I'm just letting you know up front that turns into the best thing. It's amazing. It includes a callback to something we talked about before. 
It's astonishing, and I right. fucking love it. By the way, Benedict, um, do you know how much the Institute for Policy Studies, what their total revenue was in 20... Oh, it's the earliest I have. Uh, 2010, do you know what their total revenue was? I, th- I think we both know that I don't know. I know that you don't know, but I'd like you to say that you don't. Acknowledge my greatness, Benedict. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Uh, $2,900,000 was their total revenue in the year of 2010. Uh, okay. Do you want to know how much the Heritage Foundation's total revenue was? I don't have 2010 pulled up. I have 2011 pulled up, but uh, 2010 probably similar. Do you want to know how much their total revenue was? $40 million. $72 million. Wow. This, it, it's a joke. You have to be joking, Glenn. You uh-huh. can't possibly be claiming this bullshit. It's astonishing. Jesus Christ. Oh, that sounds familiar. Inside strategy, outside pressure. Do you know where he's going, Benedict? Do you know where he's yeah, going? Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> Do you know where he's going with this? <laughs> I mean, it's what the tea party Straight did, to... Yeah. No, he's going straight to Diana Ross. He's going straight uh... to Diana Ross. <laughs> It's almost like bottom-up, top-down. Why am I, what am I remembering here? Oh, yeah, I remember Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Czechoslovakia, Benedict. Go to Czechoslovakia. No, I knew he was going to do that, and I just didn't want to. I was hoping he wouldn't. And I was giving the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> We're going to get in. He's not going to get into it right now. He's going to get into it in the second video, but it is, Benedict, the payoff is so fucking worth it. But it's, it's so just, fucking that, worth that's it. That's politics. Like, activism influences... Yes, yes I know. Yeah. Yes, but uh, trust me. Just wait for it. It's so good. Okay. Top to bottom. Bottom to top. Inside What out. does that mean? You literally Remind are saying words that. that are meaningless. I know. Stop it. I know. I know. Along with George Soros and Van Jones in just a few minutes, I'll show you something that will blow your mind. <laughs> it's going to blow four. your mind. Step four is provoke an election crisis. Well, <laughs> that... Of course, hasn't they haven't done anything like that? You know, where you lose confidence in the vote? No, no, no. Of course not. Of course, you have OSI funding Acorn. Uh, this oh is a group my that's God! To, fucking uh, sell, Acorn! Um, you know, human sex slave traffickers and give them <sighs> a tax break. So-, so, Benedict, I think what most people remember Acorn for now—they managed to shut it down. People that, well, managed to shut it down. What they remember about Acorn is James O'Keefe's live videos his horribly edited complete fucking live videos which were proven in court to be frauds um (laughs) but what a lot of people seem to forget about acorn is acorn was what the right they were 2020 before 2020 was cool they were who the right blamed their election losses on and claimed they're the ones doing the voter fraud Uh, Going back even to 2008, Obama's first election, John McCain released an ad claiming that Acorn was responsible for massive voter fraud. Yeah, they were a really successful program. Yeah, they were community organizers. Factcheck.org, by the way, called that breathtakingly inaccurate (laughs) as far as the John McCain claim. But Mm -hmm. in 2009, polling showed that 26% of respondents overall believed that Acorn stole the election for Barack Obama. If you break that down further, 56% of Republicans believed that Acorn had stolen the election. Of course, there was absolutely no truth to that, but it's the exact same as right now. And I find that the fact that history just repeats itself and nothing ever changes 
astonishing. But also, Bennett, remember what he's saying here. He's saying that George Soros' plan is to provoke an election crisis. And part of what he's talked about throughout this series, I know you haven't paid attention and don't remember a lot of this, but what he's mm -hmm. talked about is what that means is reducing people's confidence in the election, yeah. making people think that the election was stolen. It is not, in any sense, George Soros doing that, or no. Acorn doing that. It is Glenn Beck doing that. Because his side is the one who believed his lies about Acorn and the election. It's astonishing. It's really astonishing. It's, it's yeah. just crazy. Soros yeah, it's, also uh, created this. No, carry on, carry on. This SOS, the Secretary of State Project, this is a group that is specifically designed to groom and elect Secretary of States around the nation because they're the ones who have to certify election results. How do you think, uh, what's his name, uh, from Minnesota got in last time? Remember all that? Remember Al Franken? <laughs> what's his name from Minnesota? You remember all He can't remember the guy's name. Yeah. That Thanks guy, by the way, his name, his name is Mark Ritchie. Uh, he yeah. was... Uh, the Secretary of State project, uh, the only thing interesting about it, it no longer exists. It lasted for like four years. Uh, Paul Rudd was involved with the oh, Secretary yeah. of State project. That's the only interesting thing I found about it. Um, and it was just an initiative to try and get progressive-minded people to run for Secretary of State. That was it. Um, and they claimed that it was all fraud, again, of course, because that's all they can ever scream, and that this guy, Mark Ritchie, who was elected as Secretary of State, threw the election uh, for Al Franken in, uh, I think, I don't know if it was 2008 or 2010 when Franken ran. I don't remember when it was. But uh, because that, that election came down to, like, 208 votes, and votes went into adjudication, and there was a, like, five-member board that the Secretary of State was one member of, and okay. so they had, there was their conspiracy theory right there. You had one guy, this Secretary of State project thing, part of a five-member board, and I threw it for Hal Franken. Great job, Glenn. Great job. Yep. Good one. Congrats. Yeah, who's this project? Isn't that weird? They're the ones that call the shots. And Soros has pumped millions of dollars into voting-related groups, some of them legitimate, some get caught doing illegal things, some are kind of Name one. shady. Name I one. like this one yep. myself. One America Votes. They get money from the tides. Remember, Soros funds that group. So, by the way, I should mention, on the 990s, I said before, uh, every grant has to have the purpose of the grant explained yeah. in, in the 990. Uh, none of the grants that Soros gave to Tides had anything to do with One America Votes. They didn't. No. Tides would, would have paid that grant out of their own funds uh, because, as I mentioned, Tides is worth multiple hundreds of millions of dollars, and they yep. give their own grants, so it's stupid. Yep. They sent illegal immigrants door-to-door -door in Washington State just before this last, last election to tell people that they were illegal. But you should get out and vote. There's George Soros for you. Even if true, who gives a fuck? Yeah, what a guy. I didn't, I, I, look, I tried Googling that conspiracy theory. I couldn't find anything. And a lot of it was because if you Google, like, One America Now, it keeps coming, and, and the word votes, it keeps coming up with, you know, thousands of Google search results for the Dominion voting case and One America and the lawsuit and all that kind of stuff. So it's almost impossible for me without spending more time than I want to spend to try and figure out what's at the core of this bullshit. But like mm -hmm. I said, even if true cares that's yeah, that that's nothing question. that's literally nothing and then step number five take power oh, okay not take power. the big Profit. stuff finally this one is yeah. kind of hand in hand with stage demonstrations this one's about to come 
We've already seen the beginnings of it. The One Nation rally. We saw this. This is the labor union rally in D.C. as a response to 828, a project of the Tides Center, a.k.a. Oh George Soros Group. OSI also donated to the Ruckus Society. They're an environmental, a radical environmental justice group known for their aggressive tactics. Remember, that was the guy I told you about last night who was causing all the riots in Seattle? That was a lie. He was not causing all the riots in Seattle. And by the way, I did finally look into those Seattle riots that Glenn's been talking about. As far as I can tell, what he's talking about when he keeps bringing up the Ruckus Society and Seattle is the 1999 World Trade Organization protests, also known as the Battle of Seattle, mm. uh, where there were, in fact, many other organizations much more involved in those demonstrations right. than the Ruckus Society. The Ruckus Society was just one of many and one of the relatively small organizations involved in protesting the WTO. By the way, Benedict, would it surprise you to learn that a lot of Glenn Beck's people also protest the World Trade Organization every time it meets? Alex Jones not. is fact, known to show up yeah. at World Trade Organization meetings with a bullhorn and yell crazy yeah. things. Well, he's just known to show up everywhere with a bullhorn. Well, he just likes a bullhorn. Things. If yeah. I owned a bullhorn, I'd try and find reasons to That's go out. Fair. Yeah, it'd That's be fun. Fair. Fun time. Uh, then uh, OSI has donated to several groups who are trying to get me off the air. You have Faith in oh Public my God, Life. Shut That's the fuck up. OSI, they're calling for my head. By the way, he's putting these under the Take Power part of, of number five. Take power. That's where he's putting a faith-based organization that says Glenn Beck shouldn't be on the air. That's yep. where this is going. Take power. Take the power back. Because to take the power, you have to defeat Glenn Beck. Yeah, he's the what final he boss of, yeah. to stop you getting power. You have Sojourners, of course. They're calling for my head. You have Media Matters. All of them out of the pocket of George Soros. It's like he really can't believe that people just don't like him. Yeah. It, it really, and it's implied that they wouldn't protest him if not for Soros money. Yeah, right? exactly. Although there's all these people, like, Glenn, more than half the country hates you. Like, nobody likes you, and you know this. I would but, like to thank George Soros for sponsoring this podcast, yes, by the by way. Yes, by the way, we, we uh, forgot yeah. to do that shout-out yeah. earlier. I usually do it at the end with the, you know, you guys don't hear it, but it's, you know, you all, you all usually you can't. It's at the end of the Patreon shout-outs, but we the very last and send one it to him Patreons. specifically. We send, a, we send a specific version of this uh -huh. podcast straight to George Soros. Exactly. So that he hears his name. He has to approve it. He has to amongst, approve it. No, no, it's just so that he out. hears, it's so we don't blow our cover, but he likes to hear his name amongst the Patreon shout-outs, well, right? You know so, how every podcast on the left is you know run by george soros and he has exactly. to approve all of our work this is what he spends his time doing personally he personally yes, listens personally. to it and, yes. and and writes to we us know and he's like benedict you weren't paying attention because he the controls us benedict yeah. he controls us that's right by the way if george soros were to become like a five dollar an episode patron, can you imagine glenn beck would claim we were controlled by george soros oh, completely funded by george soros <laughs> Can one of our patrons change their name to George Soros? Please. Is that legal? <laughs> that would be a, you can put whatever name you want on Patreon. We have people who call themselves a destroyer, who I love, by the way. But yeah, you can do whatever you want. I'd, I'd be fine with it. So, Mark my words. And I believe I said that for the last two years on inflation. As I told you, massive right. inflation will come. <laughs> massive inflation All right. will come. All right, Chicken Little. I've been saying this forever. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. It is. It is the sky is falling because we talked about it before. So much of what he relies on is 
the sky is falling to sell yep. the products of his bullshit advertisers. Uh, mm-hmm. I forgot to have it pulled up, but I did look into like who was still advertising with George Soros at this point in his time on Fox with News. With Glenn Beck, you mean? Uh, yeah, uh, Glenn Beck. Because at this point, most of the big advertisers had taken their their ads off of Glenn Beck's show because he, you know, he was atrocious already, and he was stuck with like you know adult diapers, gold sales, and a bunch of shit like that. And his radio show is is more the same. We remember we've listened in the past to his radio show where he's talked about gold sales schemes he's been involved with and stuff like that, and the food buckets and whatnot. Um, that's it's just there's so much of that money flowing into right wing media that. Of course, he's he's always trying to sell that stuff, and that fear plays really well. They've been so attuned to it that they're used to, inflation's coming, inflation's coming, and when it never comes, like, you know, from 2010 to now, we haven't had massive inflation, uh, they can just keep saying, well, it's gonna come, it's gonna come. They never need to be right about the prediction. Yeah, no, exactly, it's coming, it's just, we, we got the time, it's like, it's like death cults. Mm-hmm, exactly. And you're beginning to see it now. Staged demonstrations and riots in the streets, you will see them here. What you're seeing today in the UK, this is students demonstrating in the streets. That's a demonstration, by the way. They so it's the 2010 London protests. What are they writing about? <laughs> that they are cutting services at schools and raising tuitions. Really? What? Well, they will come and they will be orchestrated, funded. Or they will be exploited okay, by... Okay, hold up. <laughs> first of all, okay, I remember... I knew you liked this point. <laughs> I, I, I remember these protests. That was... Okay, first of all, that was because the government allowed universities to triple u- yearly university fees mm-hmm. from the monstrous amount of 3000 a year to 9000 a year, which is mm-hmm. what it is now. Which, can you imagine if they were like, well, yeah, it's going to be 9000 a year in the US? People would be rejoicing in the yes, streets. Yes, yes. Um... So, yeah, and also, like, they were, it was student protests. Like, yeah, that is something that has happened since the dawn of time. Students love to protest about shit that doesn't even affect them. So if you're like, hey, we're going to raise your fees by three times, students are going to protest. But Benedict, that is Benedict, not they're Soros coming. Benedict. This is the bottom up, the inside out, the upside down, round and round. Boy, you turn me. This That's is right. the bottom up. This is what's happening. Very confusing. Vague words. Bad connection to other things. Massive communist conspiracy. Very confusing. I have proven my point. By Soros-like groups. If you're watching this show, and George Soros is the puppet master, so I'm sure he's having somebody else watch it. That just sounds gross, doesn't it? Yeah. Every time we hear that, the puppet master, every time he says that word, it sounds more anti-Semitic. It's just really gross. It's not, not good. What happens... What happens to all of these groups? What happens to all of these groups? You know why? It sounds more gross because every time we hear it, he has said more lies since the last time we yeah, heard it. That's true. Also, he hits it every time. He's like, yeah. puppet master. Yeah. Pops those peas. That's it. This God. man is playing God. Please, no. Think- <laughs> Get Glenn back. <laughs> Pop him peas. thinks he's God. God created the earth in oh six my God. days. It's so fucking repetitive. It's well, so George boring. It is. It's the same thing over and over. It's but trust. I, I'm look. I'm not holding out on you. I told you the next video we get the absolute best thing of this entire. How long program. till the next video? We're we're about a minute. We're about a minute out to the next video. Okay, I'm not going to interrupt it again because I'm all very right. bored of it. Shut your mouth. Has created all of these things, and, and believe me, it's not just in fact here. Do you have this? Yeah, come here, Aaron. Come here. You stand over here. Stand. 
Lovely so, and talented Aaron. Aaron, these are the open this is, society. These are has now brought in a large scroll has, on the stage. Uh, donated to. I just want to. Glenn is going to walk across time. the entire stage. Um, He's carrying. So I just wanted it. to show you the list. These are the list of the organizations that are involved. You know, in these, He's in these five walking steps. all the way across the stage. And we wrote it out for you. Getting but I just wanted to show you that it, you know, it's no big deal. It's not like you're overpowered or anything like this. Um, there's more. There's. So his his this point being, George Soros, George Soros donates to a lot of organizations. Yes, it's just a list of the organizations. And by the way, he said there, you talked over it. This is less than half. It is far less than even half. It is, yep. I don't know, maybe he's got a tenth there of the organizations that Soros has given money to over the years. Um, but he, again, that's that's a bad point. George yeah. Soros gives this money is to coming a lot of organizations. That does not lead Mr. to... This is Mr. People Should Give to Charity so that the Abs government yes. doesn't have to do shit. Absolutely! But again, remember, he has already applied sinister motivations to all these organizations. If they get money from Soros, they must already be evil. He has already put that into the minds of his viewers, his readers, his listeners, whoever they are, so they know that all these organizations on this list must be evil. Makes no sense. Makes nope. no fucking sense. He gave money to Yeshiva University. So I guess they're evil now because they got Soros money. They're Soros controlled. He gave money to the New York City Mayor's Fund. Must be evil. Right? None of this makes sense. No, it's ridiculous. But, uh, but other than that, there's, there's nothing to see here. Just move on with your lives. Nothing to see here, folks. He is correct. There is yep. nothing to see here. Thank you. Yep. And on that note. By the way, so what happened there, that's the end of the first uh, segment uh, that we're watching. But at that point, the, the video camera kept panning backwards away from him. And at that point, it showed there is an audience watching his oh, show. Wow. I had they never tell them not to clap? They were completely silent. Yeah. And I have never heard them at any point through any of these shows. It's It's not like a large audience, but there's like two, maybe three rows of seats with people sitting in them. So I don't know if that's just like producers and people involved with the show, maybe some family or what, but there are people watching this show, which is, it was so strange to me to see that. Because yes, it has been dead silent for every moment that we have watched up to this point. So Benedict, that's the first video. Now we get on to the second video and this, my friend, this is where it gets crazier, and this is where this is where it becomes a lot of fun, and I can't wait. Let's get right, right into let's it. Let's do it. All right, I want to uh, show you some video that um, has been bothering me for a while, and I, I mentioned it at the top of the hour, and um, and also yesterday. I think this will tie things together. I hope it does if you watch both episodes. First one is from Bertha Lewis. Um, she's in front of a bunch of young socialists of America. And here's what Bertha Lewis was the uh, CEO of Acorn until it, okay. uh, it was it. disbanded. Sorry, uh, you said this was night three? No, this is night two. This is night two. Oh, okay, uh, okay. So uh, she was the CEO of Acorn until it disbanded. Um, she also uh, is talking to an organization of this called, I think, the Young Socialists of America, something like that, like a maybe like okay. a precursor to the sure. DSA, DSA or something. Yeah. Here's what she says. 
By the way, the video has less than 50 views on YouTube, the one cool. that he's showing right here. So that's, yeah. Get out into this dream. You really have got to circle the wagons. This is not rhetoric or hyperbole. She I can't hear it at all. She yeah, the audio quality is horrible. So what she said is, you guys need to organize, you need to work together, you need to circle the wagons, you got to get out in the street, stuff like that. That's that's it. <laughs> and yep. it's always, like, Glenn Beck always picks videos where people are just saying mundane... Vaguely left wings talking points. No, that's like, not even, like, work together, organize, circle the wagons. That's just, like, main mundane, like, you could hear that at a business meeting. for Just, like, someone need, you know, it's like filler that comes out, flying out of your brain when you have nothing to say, right? That's That's all that is. And he's taking so much from that. It's crazy. You know you know where you'd hear that? At a tea party rally. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. She talks in here about um, how um, these tea partiers are going to come and get you. Mm -hmm. This is just like when they rounded up the Japanese. I mean, uh, I watched the entire 30 minute speech that she gave. And at no point did she say anything about the Tea Party no. is going to come and get you. She did make fun of Glenn Beck and the Tea Party. Uh, she did say at one point, quote, we need a third party and it ain't for tea. Uh, she also said uh, it's not even really a zinger like no she talked some shit about Bill Clinton uh, she pointed out a racist Tea Party email that had been in the news recently where uh, Michelle Obama was a monkey uh, that one was a little bit famous back in the day because it was obvious proof that there was racism involved in the Tea Party it was a yep. fundraising email that went around uh, and immediately before that circle the wagons comment what she would was had been talking about was how foundations are the enemy of us as young progressives because they're going to come in and try and put their influence on what we're doing. And as soon as things get hard, they're going to run away. Foundations like, I don't know, can you think of one, Benedict? Yeah, there any society. <laughs> yes. yeah. I always found that astonishing. And then she talked you know, a little bit about how, you know, the government is you know uh, going to come after us because of who we are and what we believe. And like she brought up like the Bush wiretaps under mm -hmm. the... Uh, 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 Patriot Act and stuff like that. So, but yeah, there, nothing like what Glenn said was in there. I watched the entire thing. I tried to find it. Not in there. I mean, right. it's quite a stirring speech. That bothered me. That really bothered me. Because I do believe take power is the next st step here. Stage demonstrations. Riots, they need trouble. But something bothered me even more. In the summer, Van Jones cloaked a message here in peace cloaked. and love and it stuck out to me i want you to listen to what he, says. he was talking about <laughs> peace and love but he wants to eat your family uh, so um because this came back up right we saw, this was from the very beginning we remember that right we're like what the mm -hmm. fuck is he talking about um i was unable to figure out what speech this is from like van jones has given hundreds of speeches to figure out where this you know five ten second clip came from i would have to watch every van jones speech ever given before a vague background with some yep. organization's blurry name printed on it and i wasn't about to do that um but i'm gonna assume that this was he's just talking about how you whoever is in the audience you need to do the work that's what he's talking about but Glenn takes it in the greatest direction I could have ever wanted. You handle the top down, but it's also bottom up and inside out. Top down, bottom up, and inside out. So now your challenge as you leave here, our challenge, is to take care of that bottom up part and that inside out part, the heart part. The heart part. <laughs> that's what did it for you. He said the heart part. I'm like, that's not, there's something wrong here. 
That's what? what did it for Glenn. The heart part. Something wrong because he said the heart part. Did he say the heart part or the, the hard part? Heart. I think he said uh, heart. The heart part. I think is what he said. It's hard to tell, but I think that's what he said. But I didn't know what this meant. This is a... You still don't. It's a pretty meaningless statement, to be honest. It, it is. It is. And like I mentioned, right, he keeps picking out the most meaningless statements from every every interview that he has cut a clip out, clip out of. Oh, he's no. picking... He's, <laughs> ooh, sorry, yeah, Tal that. Taliban on the brain. Yeah. Uh, every <laughs> interview. <laughs> that I feel bad about that. Yeah, you're going to have to cut that out, but it was funny. I'm going to have to donate <laughs> some money to an anti-female... Uh, uh, General mutilation charity. Um, but every interview. You mean or, buy a, buy one? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> every interview. I would be con I would then be controlling that charity. Yep, that is correct. Exactly. That's how it works. Every interview he's cut a clip out of. He is picking the most mundane bullshit. He's yep. picking the filler words. Yeah. Because I've watched so many of these, the full interviews or massive parts of them that he's taken things out of, of context from. And there are other things in there that are actual content yep. that actually have meaning and he's picking nothing but like i said he takes this in a way that i fucking love so much okay true technique that communists use to crush people of a nation between what? the members of a government at the top remember he said you've taken care of the top part what does that mean you put the right radicals in power you've that taken care not... of the top part then they get the radicals at the bottom to cause what? chaos the radicals. If you are... don't believe me, that's fine. I tell you, don't Just take wait. my word for anything. We won't. But better. You're getting excited. I'm not. Uh, just, 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 just let it play. Let it play right. for a minute okay. here. My and head is fully. We're, we're gonna get into some stuff that is so amazing. I'm so excited for. Just, just let it go for just a moment. Okay. You go ahead and look it up yourself. Let me take you back to where I took you at the beginning of this program, Czechoslovakia. I only told you half the story of what the Czechoslovakians thought was happening to their country in the late 1940s after world war so you heard there he said late 1940s mm -hmm. he said late 1940s now we talked about this an episode or two ago we talked about the czechoslovakian stuff and mm -hmm. my suspicion was he was talking about the prague spring yep. which happened at the late 1960s mm -hmm. but no we now learn and because uh, uh, i should say point out uh, george soros in the late 1960s was wealthy and was giving money to organizations that were aimed at helping liberalize Eastern European communist authoritarian countries that were trying to bring down dictatorships and, and uh, communist nations through informing people and helping organize and stuff like that. He's just made clear he's not talking about that. Uh, he's yep. talking about 1948, mm. when George Soros was 19 years old. A child. No, I'm sorry, 18 years old. He was born in 1930. But he's going to spend the rest of this episode pretending that this is the same thing he was talking about when he said that George Soros did something to Czechoslovakia. Great. This is astonishing and so dishonest. Yeah. So incredibly dishonest. Mm-hmm. World War II... Czechoslovakia was in real trouble, and people were hungry, and there was strife. Mm -hmm. And a small group of communists managed to gain power in the Czech government through parliamentary maneuvers. That was taking care of the top-down pressure. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, unbeknownst to all the people in Czechoslovakia, they were agitating people. 
getting them out into the streets, riot, strike, protest. Sorry, unbeknownst create... to everybody, they were pretty <laughs> shitty riots then. Yeah, um, it's it's sort of hard to say. Yeah, there were riots in the streets, but nobody literally really the most the nobody most really visible vi most visible form of protest. No, but like, they were riots. invisible riots. Okay. They all had uh, the Harry Potter cloak they were wearing uh, when they went okay. out to do their riots. No people knew about slapping it. ice creams out of people's hands <laughs> and stealing lollipops from babies. Right. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Create the illusion of a widespread clamor for change. That was the bottom-up pressure on the... So, by the way, he said at the beginning, or maybe he's about to say, that there was a lot of strife, hunger, and bad stuff going on at the, at the time. Mm -hmm. So, there was a clamor for change, yeah. regardless of what kind of change it was. But let's continue. System. Well, the people were left in between, and they didn't know the truth. They didn't know what was going on. They were hungry, uh -huh. they were scared, they were confused, and yeah. they were looking from help for help. When they cried out for help from the government, which they thought was not with the rioters, oh, they got help. They had no idea that some in the top were in league with those creating the chaos at the bottom. Isn't this funny as a January 6th allegory? Yes, it is. But also, Benedict's funny <laughs> because Glenn knows nothing about anything that ever happened in Czechoslovakia. Yep. So uh, I think, I don't know if he's said it already. Uh, I'm going to play just to, until he gets to the end of this little bit here, and then, then we'll, we'll go into the depth. We'll go into the depth of what's going on here. The people at the top had formed a shadow government, <sighs> and they were only too happy to help, and they helped by clamping down on the Czech people. So, so. <laughs> shadow government, Benedict. Um, I think there's an implication there, and he certainly said uh, that that you know the people didn't know what was really going on. Yeah, and they've been tricked. Group, this small group of communists had, had taken control at the top, and nobody knew what was actually happening there. You know how communists govern from the top down. Yeah, sort of belies the fact that the communists had taken power because they had the largest plurality in the election before, when mm. they didn't hide the fact they were communists, but in fact ran as the Communist Party of Czechoslovakia. Interesting. Now, they only had a plurality, and of course, we know there are always problems with minority parties taking control, and certainly, this was a coup. It was a coup. But nobody didn't know that the communists were in league with the communists. Yep. Nobody didn't know that. Nobody there was confused. There was no shadow government thing going on that he's pretending. Furthermore, this... This mythical story he's putting together about the people asking for the people at the top to do blah, blah, blah. That's a whole load of horseshit about mm -hmm. the coup. The coup basically took place because Parliament capitulated to the communists who were intimating that they would go get the Soviets to ride tanks into Czechoslovakia if they didn't get power. Which uh, they uh, ultimately did yes. a couple times. <laughs> Um, it's sort of astonishing that he's saying all this stupid nonsense. I mean, the leader of the Communist Party of Czechoslovakia was the prime minister of the country. Yep. How you make this argument that people didn't know what was going on. Yes, there were protests and riots that were led by uh, unionists and communists in the streets who were protesting for change and oftentimes protesting for the communists to do more or to just take power in the government. It wasn't hidden, as Glenn is pretending. Right, there were communist action committees and uh, union militias that went out, and there were uh, uh, riots and purges, and a hundred thousand people going out in the streets and threatening general strikes unless the communists were able to form their own government that took control. It mm. was not hidden, so it's just 
He's got silly. a narrative. It's silly. He's got a narrative that he wants to be true. And he's relying on the fact that none of his viewers know jack shit or are going to question what he's saying about Czechoslovakia. Well, this is this is the other thing about doc- going back to what we said about documentaries. Like, you can watch TV and just you take a fact as, as given, right? Like, mm-hmm. people say things and then you're like, okay, whatever. I'm sure they have researchers. Whereas in a book, I'm like, that, mm, no. Yeah. Yep. That doesn't seem right. By the way, there is a series that I watched the other day, uh, I think on Hulu. It's called The Unexplained, and it's hosted mm. by William Shatner, and it is the biggest chunk of horseshit I have ever seen in my life. It's all like ghost stories, and the experts they get on to do everything are just the dumbest people on the planet who don't know Jack. They're just idiots. And I kept looking into all these people and be like, oh, this person's, this person says they're a ghost hunter. And you're taking their word about, like, what the fuck are you doing, Shatner? You were on Star Trek! You're supposed to have scientific brain or something! Made me angry. Doesn't matter. Anyways, uh, it gets worse. And and this is where he's bringing it all together, Benedict. He's bringing it all together. This is where it's all gonna, it's all gonna commer- merge. And this, it's so good. So, the Czech people were hit from both directions. Top down, bottom up. And inside out. Their country what, was turned what does, inside okay. out. What does inside out mean in this context? People keep saying inside out. I understand top down. I understand bottom up. What's inside out? You can't just be like, oh, well, that turned it, the country it, inside it out. It doesn't mean nothing. anything. It's like what you'd get from a, a middle management help book, right? That's all it is. It's it's nothing. It means absolutely nothing. It's nonsense. Inside out. They didn't know what to believe. The same is now being called for. The organizations that are calling now for Obama to bypass Congress and issue just executive orders. The Institute for Policy Studies. Soros funding. Oh, my God. $600. (laughs) By the way, it's possible he gave more money to them in the past, but, uh, you know. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Who cares? Came out with their annual report that literally says outside inside outside pressure and inside strategy what does that mean it's just Nothing. a different way of saying up and down pressure same yeah thing. Outside, it is inside now well benedict would you like to know what this 2009 report is no uh he is <laughs> to my mind I'm, I'm not gonna listen to you he is to my mind intimating that this is uh like a, a policy paper that's calling for action of some kind or or uh, putting out a strategy. Um, what this actually is, is the 2009 report put out by the Institute for Policy Studies that recaps everything they've done over the last year. Mm. What he's specifically quoting is a paragraph that says, quote, the Institute for Policy Studies entered 2009 determined to help transform the hope that transform the hope that surrounded Obama's historic victory into meaningful change. The Institute's 35 public scholars united behind a new strategy of building outside pressure among activists for key changes, supplemented by an inside strategy of delivering analysis and fresh ideas directly to policymakers in Congress and the new administration. By the end of the year, the Institute's inside-outside strategy would lead staff into high-level meetings at the White House, the Capitol, and the Pentagon, as well as into the streets of Washington, Europe, Africa, South America, the Middle East, and Asia, and onto the editorial pages of newspapers across the country. This is another terrible attempt at Glenn to try and make a nothing a thing. Yeah, uh, It's pathetic. Like, there are way, like, there. Uh, it's such a weird thing because, like, people say stupid shit. Like, there is enough 
out there there is enough stupid shit out there Mm -hmm. that he could have put together a much more compelling program it just wouldn't have been about soros i guess but like there is actual maybe not in 2010 but like there is actual there are actual socialists saying dumb shit on twitter all the time that you could just put i guess that's what fox news kind of pivoted to later Mm -hmm. better Um, business model yeah, just like finding randos on Twitter saying weird socialist tanky shit and then being like, <laughs> outrage. Well, Benedict, it gets better. I, okay. I, I told you, it's going to keep getting better. It, mm. How do I know about this strategy in oh, Czechoslovakia? Know, Let us know. Well, it came from uh, uh, Jan Kov- uh, Kozak's communist strategy paper. He was a writer and a member of the Communist Party at the time. Mm. He wrote this essay, and it was never intended to go public. What? But it it's accidentally did. Just wait, Benedict. Just wait. We found it in a very Where? old copy of the Congressional Records. Okay. <laughs> Aren't Congressional Records public? <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. Right. But wait, it gets better. For the last two nights. All of this. This strategy. All of this. The exposure. Why do you think George Soros sent his number two guy to my number two guy to... Ask us to consider him a kindly old gentleman. Because what he's doing was never meant to be published. <laughs> okay. I wanted to get in that. Uh, the, the, another callback to the bullshit meeting that never happened. But- also, are you really going to call the VP of something at Fox News your number two guy? Like, you're on a talent. You are at their behest. Maybe it was that weird, uh, is it Steve? Is that the guy he has on his radio show? I don't remember. Whoever that no, is. Stewie? He said, it was a, he, was, he said it was a VP of Fox News. Oh, he keeps changing it. It's a fucking bull. If anything happened at all. I will guarantee you, if anything happened, it was uh, a producer from Glenn Beck's show called up, like, the Open Society Institute and was like, you know how reporters are supposed to call for comment before a story yeah. runs? It was something like that. And they're like, oh, why don't I meet you for lunch and we could talk about this? Yeah. And then they said, cra- the producer said crazy shit at that lunch. And they're like, oh, well, I'm going to leave now. Like, if any of this happened, that's the extent to which I would believe it actually happened. But Benedict... Jan Kozak. Okay. Jan Kozak. This secret paper that was never supposed to be known. In that Glenn Beck found. They found it in a copy of the Congressional Record. Public well, documents. He could have perhaps gone to a bookstore and purchased it in print since it has been in English print since 1961. That is another option since it is published under the title And Not a Shot Was Fired. There's another option for him. He could have ordered it off of Amazon.com, where mm. it was for sale at the time <laughs> that he is speaking on this program. He also could have gotten it for free on Scribd.com as a PDF, where I read it. Cool. <laughs> and where it was available in 2010 when he was doing this. You know where else he could have gotten a copy of this Benedict? He the library? <laughs> well, that is also true. Yeah. The Library of Congress. Yes, he could have gotten a copy there. Um, he could have purchased a copy of this from his buddies at the John Birch Society mm. who sell it as part of their communist literature to support their narrative of the massive communist conspiracy and where they have been selling it for decades as proof of such. 
<laughs> and Great I stuff. did not look up the congressional record to find out where it might be in there. But if it is, I have to suspect it was just like some of the other stuff we found in the congressional record in the past, where a crazy Congress member put it in the Read congressional record, the record and said, this yeah. is what's going on. Now catch yep. my poop. <laughs> yep, exactly. Very good stuff. <laughs> so this is... This is fantastic. And I think that the reason why Glenn knows about this is the John Birch Society connection, uh, particularly since the John Birch Society wrote a review of this book. I think it was either earlier in 2010 or in 2009 based on a program that Glenn Beck had done uh, mm-hmm. where he was talking sure. about. He was either another essay or another book or something like that. And the John Birch Society, if you like Glenn Beck's show tonight, check this out. We love him. Mm-hmm. But we'll continue. But after being bullied, we stood up. We're not playing your game. It's no accident. This is what Van this Jones is, meant. Um, Top. This is very Tucker Carlson-y. Mm-hmm. Like the the tone and uh, even the cadence a little bit. Yeah. I mean, Tucker Carlson legitimately, I'm sure, learned so much of his craft from watching Glenn Beck because he has fallen directly into that role. Yeah. Right? That, that was it's the that, job like, he took over. We're not going to lie to you. We're not going to take your bullshit. It's just like... It, it's a it's a successful cadence but it's it's mm-hmm. very it's it's this is very proto tucker yeah up down inside out after the bottom up stop the saying that you fucking weirdo is what you know now that there is an orchestration of the ground it's all being orchestrated you what? know the groups involved now and you know who's at the top Again, this the was in the 40s. people didn't know that, so they ran to the people they usually trusted, but they called for the wrong people. The other thing that the Czechoslovakian people didn't know is the first lesson of the 912 project. <laughs> that's his <laughs> That's his thing, right? Yes, the, that's Glenn yeah. Beck's bullshit thing. <laughs> if the Czechoslovakian people had just had Glenn Beck, then they wouldn't have had this problem. I love that so much. But Benedict, do you see what has happened here, right? He has taken exactly three things. Yep. He has taken three things. He has taken Glenn, uh, Van Jones's little upside down, bottom up, blah, yep. blah, 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 around, around, boy, you turn me. He has taken Jan Kozak's secret not actually secret essay mm-hmm. and he's taken Which, by the way he didn't really even talk about he just no. said there's a secret essay that contains secrets but i'm not going to share them yeah he really didn't even say anything about what's in it and i've read it and it is very much just like if i if i had to take a guess um this guy wrote this thing he gave it to a bunch of his communist buddies and they're like yeah i'll read it when i have time man i'll read it when i have time that's yeah. like, that's really what I suspect probably happened with this thing. But so he's, he's taken the Institute for Policy Studies. They're outside, inside. He's taken Van Jones's three, what, five-second, five ten-second clip, whatever. And he's taken this report. And all of that, combine it together, that is proof. That is, that of all nothing. that nothing is his proof. And cool. it's, it's so outstanding. It's so wonderful. So we're getting near the end, Ben. We have a few minutes left, and then we'll give you... We'll give you your treat. We'll give that last video. We're, we're a almost few done minutes this. left? Are you kidding? Yes, don't worry. About, we're not going to talk much over the rest. Okay. Well, we're just going to laugh I, over I, it. I, I'm <laughs> going to note that it's oh, we're already an hour in, despite I know, promises. but you're about to leave the country. I'm not going to see you for I'm a while. Out. This is my All excuse right. to spend okay, time with okay, you. Okay, okay. You know okay. how it works. What was my goal when I introduced the 912 Project? To tell you 
you are not alone. That's... <laughs> if they had just known they weren't alone, Benedict, <laughs> I can't help it. You could say that it's like we're a community and that we should could organize together. <laughs> but not like Acorn. Don't you no. dare. Don't you dare do any community organizing. You should have a TV show and you should yell crazy things that make your audience angry so they'll go out and make racist signs. That's what you do. But... Here is, here was one of the most important lines out of that, especially in retrospect. Listen to this. The truth is, they don't surround us. We surround them. This is our country. Hold on. Did he, he just, just played a clip of yeah, himself. Yeah, he just yeah, played yeah, a clip yeah. of himself. No, okay, good. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Thought he did. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Yep. He just played a I'm clip not, of himself. I'm not, I'm not watching it. I'm just listening. <laughs> and it, it, it sounded like a fresher cut. So. <laughs> so good. Why is that important? Because when Couldn't you he just study said what this? happened in Czechoslovakia... Yes, he could have! He didn't need to play a clip of himself. He could have said it. Because it would have been exactly the same. <laughs> it does strategy. It's so good. The people felt alone. And they felt surrounded. You're not alone, and they do not surround you. It's an illusion. It's a puppet show. It's a stage. The radicals need you to feel that way. They need you to riot. They need you to create chaos. They'll do it if you won't, but they'd prefer that you did it. So when what? Van Jones says, bottom up, he means get out into the streets. Why do you think she's telling the young communists they're coming for you? Get out into the streets. It's a game. And George Soros enjoys the game. He finds it kind of fun, those subversive activities. Not my words, his words. <laughs> Another one of your favorite phrases. Yep. He means the government forces that are in league with the riots when, George, when uh, Van Jones says, bottom up and top down, the top. Will he almost said, boy, you turned me. I swear yeah, to God. It, he, it, he wanted to. He wanted to so bad. Very nearly. Clamp down. Those are the people who are trying to force this president to do what he knows needs to be done. Van Jones' words. Top down, bottom up, inside out strategy. That's what's happening. Except now. Except now we've thrown a tire iron into their little game that they have played four other times and they are now executing the fifth time. So, two things there. One, mm. He has forgotten how many times he has claimed. Yeah, it's definitely, he definitely claimed this. like nine or ten. He's, he's gone through a bunch of different countries where he's done. He went through, what, three or four different revolutions that were entirely peaceful, mostly brought down communist countries. And then he talked about several different coups that George Soros apparently did. It was more than five, I'm pretty sure. Second thing, this is the point where he gives himself his escape hatch by saying, we've thrown a tire iron in there. Yeah. If... None of his predictions ever come to pass, which of course we just they couldn't did not. stop the machine. No, if they don't happen, it's because you watched my show, you got the information you needed, and we stopped George mm. Soros. That's what that is saying now. And as I played the last little bit of this here, you'll see how more of this goes. But now we're changing the game. That's why we have tried to arm you with the most powerful weapon you have, information you need. Find all, find all of this out. Find it out for yourself. Don't take my word for it. You see how it. he's struggling now. Yeah. Tell everyone you know. 
George Soros, you should know one thing, sir. We are not Czech citizens. We are Americans. Oh, shit. Out to commercial. Get him. We're was... not Czech pussies. <laughs> <laughs> well, We're was... Americans. He was struggling there at the end. He was struggling yeah. so hard. But so now you see what I'm talking about, where he's created his escape hatch. Sure. So that nobody can come along and say, or that so people on his side won't question why nothing he claims ever comes true. It's because my viewers are so smart, they know so much because they've watched me, that we have been able to stop George Soros' evil plans. Okay. That's what it all is. Now, Benedict, I made you suffer for you about did. an hour now. But mm -hmm. as I usually give you, there's a treat there's a treat you at the end. You have not once given me a treat at the end. This is the first treat, and I am... No, I, I, there was a pretty good treat last time. There I am, was, withholding, I am time. withholding judgment on whether this is a treat until I have watched the Well, Benedict, video. here's the thing. Um, this video, there's not much to talk about in this video okay. um, that he says. Okay. What there is more of is the reason why I sent you to link to this video ahead of time is I want you to mute the video and watch it's it. It's done. As, I'm ready. As Let's I play go. it. Uh, and you'll see that there's actually more to watch about this video than there is to, to listen to. So we'll see. I'm, Here we go. I'm right at the beginning, so tell me when to click. All right. I want to take a minute here to uh, show you something that was released by George Soros last night and uh, OSI, his um, charitable uh, arm. You know, because he's a philanthropist. This is the video we uh -huh. talked to about be fair last to him, time. I want to show what they rolled out, but I want you to know one thing. This guy has collapsed uh, four countries four okay regimes. it was okay. it's a different number now different number now yeah. he's the most powerful man on the earth he is not the most powerful man in the world this is enron what you're seeing here this is what happens when a company is in collapse this is a desperate cry by the way for george soros 10 years to later turn george soros is still rich osi is still is coming around. undone you spread all of the information that we have given you, and you do your own homework. You verify yourself. Go to original sources I did, Glenn. and verify I did. yourself and spread it. And you're full of shit. light yep. is the only thing this guy, he can't stand the light. He has That's to hide behind a mask. Not great. But watch their corporate film on, oh, don't listen to that guy at 5 o'clock. Really, I'm a good guy. Here it is. Over the past three decades, so remember he George called this Soros, a slick video. The and yeah. of the Open I want you to watch Glenn Beck. Don't watch the video. Watch Glenn. The lives oh, he's just done a nice little thumbs up. And okay. people from helping those with HIV and TB in Africa to writing. He's gonna sit here and mug at the camera the entire time. <laughs> open society issues around the globe. What is it that I really care about? Why is he looking the hang <laughs> dog <laughs> expression? Market. These are the institutions. That he thinks this is good. To yeah. be able to improve that My sincere theory is he's completely he's run out of anything to talk about. He's now he's now Look got his him. hands Look. on his on his palms. In the 1980s, his open society foundations <laughs> communism in Eastern Europe. Oh, he's tilting his head over his mouth. Oh, look at what they did. He just keeps moving his arms yeah. around. He's in the thinker pose. He's going to crossed arms. He's putting his, his finger on his mouth. <laughs> also, like, they're literally just talking about him helping topple communism. You yes, would think that Glenn yes. would love this. But Glenn can't acknowledge that that's the reality. Yeah. <laughs> He's now pretend wiping a tear away. Okay. Like, this is, this is not good television. No, this is terrible. This is so bad. 
But Glenn thought this was worthy of putting on television. When he when he does clips normally, does he do this? No. Or does he? Okay. That's fantastic. And don't forget. I've never seen that. He's given all that money. Um, you know, just to help good things. Well, friends, Why? Well, just, just, the camera work is very weird. That, that's the list, what you're seeing there. That's that list that he rolled across stage. Yeah. World spooky oh, world. okay, okay. Hold on, like hold a, on there. This, this, like this last little bit, you got to hear the voice that he does to end this out. So that, that thing you saw, that's the list of the organizations that he's given money to, that the uh, camera is panning out to show. But I want you to hear this last little bit where he does a little bit of a voice. And as all the voices are that we've heard him do, it's bad. Okay of the organizations that are helping him accomplish his new world spooky world order uh, okay <laughs> and then he just says that's it end and segment great <laughs> oh, god i can't believe i once believed this was good television yeah that's not great for you it doesn't look good in, no. in retrospect i would say it really doesn't it's really painful to look back on my own life yeah. you know podcaster know thyself yeah um, indeed jesus christ benedict did that help soften the blow a little bit at the end there no it was terrible you, you didn't I, like watching glenn make funny faces it was fine i don't think it was he made worth funny it faces. sure but i don't think it was worth did you the like suffering when he, did, when he did the thinker he did the thinker yeah, pose I did, sure, did fine like one? fine it was a good one he did, fine. he did the crossed arms with the sarcastic look at the camera yeah like, like, yeah, you know, I yeah. think I, I think the problem is you have I, because I'm going away. I have done this like three <laughs> nights out of this whole week and I am yes. so mad about okay. it. Okay, don't you dare. Don't you dare. Because the amount of time you have put in, uh, although I appreciate you being you, here, the amount of time I have put into preparing these episodes. Uh, uh, first of all, nobody <laughs> asked you to do that. Second of all, you picked this thing. <laughs> I do enjoy it, though. I'll no, say I know, that exactly. Much. Anyways, Benedict, thank you. And thank all of our patrons, all of our listeners, everyone for listening to this program. Uh, I forgot what we're supposed to do at the end of the show here because Benedict's leaving. Patrons. I'm not going to see him for two weeks, and that, that's painful to me. Mm -hmm. uh, but thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, if you just can't get enough of us, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash NYGBC and become a patron for as little as $2 an episode for patron-only episodes, shout-outs on the show, drawings to win our copies of the books we read, and more. As always, we have to give a shout-out to our wonderful and amazing patrons, Benjamin Carlisle, Dexter, Allison, C. David, Megan Ruth, Glaurung the Deceiver, Big Easy Blasphemy, Becky Scott Fairley, Stephen and Cindy Dimmick, A.J. Brantley, Taro Takanen, Skeptical Seventh, and Balls Watterson. Thank you all, as always, for being our patrons. And I, I'm seeing a Georges Saras. Uh... <laughs> There's an umlaut, though. There's an yeah, umlaut. Yeah, yeah. can't be him. <laughs> That's it for this week's show. Till next time. Soros, can we have money, please? Goodbye. Money, please. Club Podcast is a production of Kevin and Benedict Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Music for this podcast is by Silverman Sound Studios. Find out more at silvermansound.com.